Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Clean slay! Ho, 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 ho! That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Ho, ho, ho. Clean Slay 2020. Isn't that what he sounded like? The one who wanted to be a dentist? That was Hermie. Yeah, Hermie. Yeah. I want to be a dentist. I am not such a misfit. <laughs> Why am I such a nitwit? You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> Did you ever notice that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has the rhinovirus all the time? What is like, that? Wow, I don't know about all that. <laughs> like the, having a red nose is stuffed his nose up. I thought you meant rhinovirus in that he's a Republican in name only. <laughs> That's right. He's got a political <laughs> virus. He says he's a Republican. <laughs> but I've never seen him with a shotgun in his hand. This week on Tucker Carlson, <laughs> Rudolph. That one also had the mean, skinny Santa. Santa's yes. a jerk in that one. Hey there, guys. Isn't that, wasn't that he was that like when the elves are like, look at this song we worked so hard on. And then after it's over, he's like, well, I had to sit through that. Okay, jerks. Like, <laughs> you <yeah. elves. laughs> And Hal bleeped for the first time in 2020. Yeah, that's right. This is 2020. <laughs> Allow me to be the first person. To make that joke. <laughs> did you see Sherry O'Terry? I did. New Year's Eve? Oh. Uh, I love CNN's New Year's Rockin' Eve. It's really good. It's great because it's just serious news people getting trashed and going to drag bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the most fun. If only they like, done it with Morley Safer. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Brooke Baldwin trying to keep Don Lemon vertical <laughs> is amazing. Um, who's their, like, it's, it wasn't Dana Bash. It was one of their, like, but one of their, like, huge correspondents. Like, right. I've seen her in war zones. Christiane Amanpour. And they, right. And there she is out on a dance floor in a boa. And you're like, <laughs> they're just cutting loose. It's like when you see somebody from work at the supermarket. Yeah. You go, hey, you don't belong. I swear. What is I, happening? After There's a, a, a supermarket right near my office. And I went there to grab something after work. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers had just finished and was coming out with a cart full of groceries, which is completely normal. Mm-hmm. But I, I saw them. I was like, you don't shop. Yeah. Well, you're not a human person. Who put you behind this card? Yeah, this you're that droid regular. that works at my office. Yeah, you're just a robot. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my God. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Can I tell you a thing that I did last night? Would you? <laughs> that is a little ridiculous. Please. But I kind of love it now. Is it? Wait, can I, let me guess. I'll give you 20Q. Yeah, this is going to take up half Q. the episode. Okay, okay. Is it food related? No. Is it an activity, a new activity you're going to do? Uh, like an outdoor, like I'm going to. Oh, no, no, no. This is a home organization tip, isn't it? Nope. It does happen at home. I'll give you a couple of clues. It happens at home. It happens. I do it right before bed and it lasts throughout the night. When you go to the bathroom. <laughs> no. When you brush your teeth. No. You do brush your teeth right before. You it's good. Right I'll tell you this. Bed. It's really good to brush your teeth right before you do it. Drink a glass of orange juice <laughs> right before uh, – what is it? Sleep with your mouth taped shut. 
What? That's a thing to prevent snoring. It forces you to breathe through your nose. I, I have sleep apnea. I think that would be like, that's how somebody would murder me. <laughs> put their hand over my mouth. You don't even have to use the nose because I can't like, that's the whole thing is you like, I was reading this last night and I was like, what is this lunacy? So I slept with my mouth taped shut and, uh, I woke up completely refreshed. I feel great. Do you, you're not a snorer though. I'm, uh, I, turns out I'm a snorer. You are? Yeah. I don't, we've roomed together a couple times and I don't, but I also snore. So maybe yeah. I wouldn't notice. I don't remember you snoring. Yeah. It turns out I'm a snorer. Unfortunately. So and you taped your mouth shut. Yeah. I don't want this to be how you die. I really don't. <laughs> I'm legitimately concerned. I don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, I want to be quoted in the article. Sure. As, like, as, seems as, so normal. <laughs> we never saw it coming. Jackson will be like, I saw it coming. Yeah. Man. I wanted to tape his mouth shut for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mouth taping. That's a thing. Really? Yeah. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to prevent cavities. Because oh, you get cavities when your mouth's open while you're sleeping. Mm. Yeah. I have a CPAP, so it looks like I'm in in, in uh, a hospital. It looks like I'm heading out of the Millennium Falcon to check out the cave we just flew into <laughs> at Empire Strikes Back. It's a it's a overly cool way to describe a CPAP machine. Okay, fine. I look I look like a Morton Joe <laughs> in high school. <laughs> How's that? Oh my god! This is nothing. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's really unwieldy, and I think part of it's missing. I woke up the other morning. I was like, "Where's the clip for one of the sides?" The CPAP is just. It it's like, is it the the tube that goes under your nose? That that's one, and there's one where it's like a full cover your mouth. Do you go full thing. cover your mouth that's, and nose that's thing? That's the one I was given because it forces air in. Even <laughs> like every – because everything doesn't matter. I guess everything's stuffed up. What if I tape my nose shut? Would that help? Tape your nose and your mouth shut. I tape my nose and my mouth. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm going to do that tonight. I remember as a kid, you could – it was always – it always weirded me out and I still don't know what this is. It must be just a sinus thing. Yeah. But if you cover up your nose and your mouth – and then try to like, and you're wearing glasses and you try to blow out really hard, you'll fog up your glasses, which as a kid, I always thought I'm uh, breathing through my eyes. I'm a mutant and I can breathe through my eyes. Try it. Cover up your nose and your mouth and breathe out really hard and see if it'll fog up your glasses. No, but I just cleared my ears. <laughs> we you... <laughs> just do it to see, watch me do it. Yep. No. <laughs> Oh. You want to ask me what the capital of Thailand is while you're at it? <laughs> is that what's next? Oh, I'll be there in a month. Yeah, you will. Yeah, but not for one night. Not no not one night in Bangkok. No, but but on one of those nights, the world will be my oyster. That's true. How long are you there? Like six weeks. So I'm wow. glad that I'm glad that we're getting to see each other face to face now. Yes, this is nice. Yeah. But so you'll excuse us, everybody. This is the first time we've been face to face in a long time. I know. And this is the first this is the first break. Thank you, listeners, by the way, for yeah. indulging us two weeks when we were both out of town. Yeah. Yeah, this is the this is the first time we've taken a break in the five years that we've done the show. That is insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Take that, The Daily Show, who does three episodes and then goes off for a month. Yeah. We're doing SNL. <laughs> what is it, like one episode yeah. every 12 weeks? Yeah. How does SNL have a six-episode season? <laughs> Did you watch the Eddie Murphy episode? No, I need to. Everybody says it's the oh, greatest thing ever. so good. I know yeah. you want to see Cats after we're done recording, but... I do. I want to go to the Rowdy screening, though. 
Have you heard about this? Is that like the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, no, just Alamo Drafthouse. They have cats playing on two screens. One is for earnest viewing. And one is the rowdy screen where you can just yell things and throw stuff at the... I'd probably not throw stuff, but yell things, which I love so much. The idea that that Alamo Drafthouse knew that there were going to be so many people that watched that movie with ridiculousness in mind yes. and shenanigans. And then, but there were still going to be people who were like, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mm-hmm. I love the music in this. Yeah. I'm a Jennifer Hudson fan. I like snot. <laughs> what? <laughs> she like cries out of her nose the whole movie, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I guess we're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, we are. We should record our second episode today from the theater where Katz is playing. Nobody will be there. Because we will be the only two people in there. No one will be there at all. I'm really tempted to do that. This is – all right. We're 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 past many holidays. Not yet Epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany is tomorrow. Epiphany's tomorrow. So, <laughs> so we are doing – we're doing a holiday wrap-up episode. Yeah. Epiphany's tomorrow, but this isn't going to drop until – Until the day after Epiphany. Yeah. So this is the post-epiphany epiphany. This is really like confirmation for all of this. This is all of our epiphanies. These are our epiphanies for you. Yeah. Unboxed Boxing Day, Under the Tree, Christmas, while candles are lit, Hanukkah, and we learn about uh, African culture, African-American culture as well, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, while eating turkey, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We did Thanksgiving. Forget that. Thanksgiving is dead and buried until November. Wow. How do you like that? We cleaned that plate. It's done. All right. But this is for those of you who asked. So we did a clean plate. Now we're doing a clean sleigh. We're doing a clean sleigh. And this is really just confirmation for all of you. We really did take two weeks off. I love that (laughs) we took two weeks off, but still refused to change our order of the shows. No. Just wait until Leap Day when we do our Valentine's Day special. It's going to be great. It's going to be lit, fam. We... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is confirmation for all. You want confirmation that the things you did were right, and that is what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to do a few of these. Will, I'll save some for next holiday season. Sorry, I, I was not paying attention. You what? said Lit Fam, and my brain went to, why don't people call the March Sisters the Lit Fam? <laughs> anyway, so dumb. Or the Brontes? Yeah, or the Brontes. Anyway, you've been listening to We Got This One. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. No, let's let's uh, let's talk clean slay. All right, here we go. My brain is now here with me. I did drink a coffee this morning. All right, so you're you're pumped up. It's a I, Sunday morning. It's the Lord's Day. That is. I ate a ton yesterday, so I did not eat this, <laughs> this morning. I will have a salad later. It's fine. The first question is from Sarah Christensen. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Sarah wants to know, matching jammies. Yes or no? Um, I feel like the correct answer to this is yeah. If you want to, <laughs> I think we, I think we should decide. This is definitive. I know. We're, I think we're going to come into this year with strength. So if we say yes, that means everybody must wear matching jeans. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now, are you willing to do this to every? Family? Everybody must wear matching jammies. I mean, within a family, this family has mas- matching jammies. These people have matching jammies. They don't match with with not the entire globe is not wearing one set of pajamas. But within a family, for the holidays, you all must wear the same matching set of pajamas that you set you figured out ahead of time what they are, and you all wear them. Do you, did you do this growing up? Did no, we never did jammies? matching, matching, like matching Christmas morning yeah. jammies. In my Christmas jammies. What did you call pajamas as a kid? Pajamas. See, we were always PJs. jammies. It was jammies for us. Yeah. PJs. I knew some people call them PJs. Yeah. Pajamas was for the, for the erudite. <laughs> 
It's sort of like I thought everybody called farts Fotsies. <laughs> what? That's what my mother called them. Oh, so I, my mom always said, and we finally got her to stop saying this. Uh, we got her to say, cause she does not swear and will not swear. Yeah. But we got her to switch to toot from poot <laughs> because we all sort of made the realization as adults that the word poot sounds like the nice way of saying shart. Yeah. <laughs> so when my mom's like, who pooted? You're like, do you mean who crapped themselves? <laughs> anyway, let's get back. Let's get off of, uh, off of that topic. No, and- wait, let's get back on. Does your mother think that fart is a dirty word? Yes. That is the, that is like the, that is the lower threshold of dirty words. That's the lower threshold of dirty words. So nothing, everything that we all think is more severe than fart is off limits. Uh, yes. What about crap? Shit, that would be a crass thing to say. That would be, but it's not not forbidden in the way. That not Sparta's. not forbidden. No. What about Fotsy? Does she? <laughs> Fotsy. I Fotsy. I haven't heard anybody else say it. No, all. it's just a mashup of two Happy Days characters. <laughs> <laughs> that's when. That's when you cut one and your butt goes, "Hey." Oh, and that's when we lost out. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about matching jammies. Um, I think for me, it's why are you wearing the matching jammies? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> no, it's are you wearing them because it's a fun thing for your family to do together? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are you doing it for Instagram likes? Well, it's, it preceded Instagram. It did. Let's assume that that it's. With the best of intentions. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a big, that's a big distinction, I think. Sure. Because sure. anything that's done just for the gram, uh, is going to kind of automatically make me roll my eyes. Yeah. You don't like, that. unless it's Celeste Barber. Uh, <laughs> Celeste Barber can pick out any outfit she wants or Tom Link. Sure. But that's the whole point of there. How many pajamas yeah. out of yeah. tissue? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it, it's one of those things. Like if the kids like it, mm-hmm. if the parents enjoy it, if one of the parents enjoys it and the other one tolerates it, if uh, both parents enjoy it and the kids tolerate it, as long as more than one person is enjoying it and it's not just like, well, uh, mom or dad got us these matching pajamas, so I guess we all <laughs> have to do it because dad's got to get those thumbs up and those likes on his uh, – ins- you know, that's annoying. But if it's a family that's like, oh, my gosh, wouldn't this be fun? It's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah, especially when the little kids are the littlest. And also, I do always love little kids in the matching outfits to the grown-up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot of fun. Like when you see the dad at church with the suspenders and the bow tie and then the little kid at church with the suspenders and the bow tie. You're like, all right, that's inarguably adorable. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay. What do you yeah. think? I think it's – if you're looking for permission. But you said ma- – that's the thing. If you're looking for permission, do it. But you yeah. said mandatory. Yeah. Are we making it mandatory now? I would like to make it mandatory now. All right. What's the What's the threshold of family then? Is it is it two generations? You have at least one parent, one kid. 
Is it yeah. just a couple wearing matching onesies? It could be a couple. It could be a parent and child. It could be so any combination of more than one person. Any com yeah, you need you need more than one person to have to match. Yeah, I suppose match. that but makes it, sense. But whatever the size of your immediate family unit, mm-hmm. you should all be wearing the same pajamas. So if you if we have two parents and three children, mm-hmm. they must all wear the same pajamas, and they ca- they can make it fun. Here's a way to make it fun, families. You rotate every year. Somebody gets to pick. I want Iron Man pajamas for everybody. Now everybody's Iron Man. Oh, year, see, I'm just thinking like, like generic Christmas plaid. Well, I mean. Now you're talking Iron Man, and now I'm more on board. Yeah, now you're interested, right? I'm interested. If the whole family's dressed like Iron Man, <laughs> then it becomes – then Christmas becomes Halloween, though. It becomes a conformity Halloween. But but in the house, you're not go. Who goes door to door in pajamas asking for candy on Christmas? Literally, no, figuratively, Instagram is going door to door asking for candy on Christmas. Gotta get Instagram out of your head. But that feels like that's the only reason for the matching pajamas nowadays. No, the reason is the season, Mark. All right, then they're okay. But people look whatever whatever it is. That's like saying healthy food is bad because people. Do like, oh, here's my healthy food. Hashtag but that's not the dieting. only reason that people are eating healthy food. I feel like too yeah. often the only reason that the family is wearing matching pajamas is, uh, and I don't know, maybe this is, this is me just being grumpy about, about the mentality in general. Sure. Like, um, clout hunting. Yeah. Clout hunting. Exactly. Right. But like a family that wants to wear, all matching pajamas on Christmas morning so that when they look back at their photo album in a few years, uh, digitally, of course. Yeah. Um, like, oh, that was the Christmas that we all wore, uh, Jennifer's idea for the pajamas yes. that year. Like, yeah, I think that's fun. I, th- I think it's a great idea. I think so too. As long as it's done for the right reasons. The one person who's uncomfortable with pajamas is the most fun to watch in them. Yeah, that's true. Like, Watch grandpa in a full, uh, like unicorn. <laughs> what is it? Kir- Kirigumi, the full, the full, like, uh, the full, like, suit with the hood. Oh, gosh. Put grandpa on that. Yeah. He'll have fun. He'll it, like it. He'll act like he doesn't like it, but he's having a good time. When it's, when it's grandpa's turn though to yeah. pick, it's just going to be everybody in red union suits with butt buttons. <laughs> So there you go. Everybody enjoy your matching pajamas this holiday season. All right. No, next holiday season. Well, yeah, next holiday season. Well, you know, the holiday doesn't officially end until January 9th, which is my birthday. Oh. Official end. I thought, I thought it would be 12 days after December 25th. You would think. So, but my birthday so January 6th, which would be Epiphany. Right. But the last real celebration of the season is my birthday on January 9th. Right. I expect everybody to celebrate. I'm pretty when sure everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody knows because you've already changed your Twitter handle to right. it's almost my birthday. I want people to know a lot of years I'm like, I don't want to make a big deal or anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm stepping out of the shadows. Is this, uh, is this, uh, your, this is your, no, it's, it's your hitchhiker's guide birthday, isn't it? No, I'm one beyond that. Oh, this is 43. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you are, you are current. <laughs> you are currently on your hitchhiker's guide year. That's right. Yes. All right. Everybody's figured it out by now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to have my 30th in April. Shut up. 30th anniversary of my 11th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's, uh, what's next? Uh, this is an interesting one. This is uh, Dennis LaChapelle asks, what is the best thing to leave for Santa to eat? Ooh. 
Well, Dennis, thanks for the question. Um, I mean, milk and cookies is the classic, but think about this. Yeah. If he is visiting millions and millions of children, yeah. that's millions and millions of cookies. Now, yeah. he frequently will just, did he eat the whole cookie at your house? Oh, I guess that's true. We but did you guys, didn't you guys to sleep in Little Menorah at night? Oh, there I, you we, go. We did a Hanukkah bush. We never, I don't think I ever, I was never sold. Uh, I was never, Santa didn't come visit me. Mm-hmm. We worked a different way. So I didn't ever leave cookies for him. Uh, I did borrow some decorations. So did, okay. did Santa eat the whole cookie at your house? Santa always uh, bit the cookie. So he would take a bite, like a perfunctory bite yeah. of the cookie. Oh, like he's on chop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you knew it was a good cookie if he finished the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Did I mean, you make the cookies? Were they homemade? Yeah, cookies? it was homemade cookies. Okay. I think that's, I think, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that's the thing for Santa is homemade cookies. Yeah. And I will say though, now in this day and age, it might be better to give him, uh, almond or soy milk or, uh, oat milk. Oat milk's delicious. Is it? Yeah, I like oat milk. Okay. Yeah. Um, all of these things, by the way, are not milk. Like, I don't know how they get away with spelling it M-I-L-K and not M-Y-L-K or something like that. M-Y-L-K-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like chicken wings when you see wings with a Y and a Z and you're like, oh, that's not chicken. Or C-H-I-K apostrophe N. Oof. I had hot chicken last night. How was Dave, that? I had Dave's in, in North Hollywood. How was it? It was very good. You were in North Hollywood? You didn't come see me? I had Dungeons and Dragons. I went up, played, and then... Oh, I saw your dice post. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a set of dice now, did I tell you? No. Yeah, I'm ready to play. Oh, my goodness. Let me know. Let's do it. All right. Fantastic. I got... Yes. I played one time, and I loved it, and I had a blast. It's made for you. Yeah. It's role play. Yeah, it's so fun. It's really, really fun. And we had a great dungeon master who, like, knew that I was new. Yeah. And he was super chill and cool i wish there was a service where just like dungeon masters for hire because dungeons and dragons is so fun but there are a lot of people who including myself who before this one night of playing were super intimidated by it like yeah everybody in there knows what they're doing but me right uh the dungeon master is going to think that i'm slowing everyone down because they're gonna have to explain everything yeah there i wonder if that is a service that exists just dungeon masters for hire who can be like Hey, I'm going to teach you guys how to play. Enjoy. Have fun. I'll DM this. Whoever wants to take the mantle, here's the little cardboard wall. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, for sure. I'm sure that exists and, in some city. groups where people are like, I'm I'm trying to start a game brand new. Mm-hmm. This is my first time doing it. First time play. Like, there, you can find games for every level. And I get the intimidation because there yeah. are tons of books and tons of choices. And th- you go, yeah, you go to like a, a game store and it's a whole wall of... But that's good. That's, yeah. that's so you, there's a million different, you know, a million different campaigns you can run. I'll send you, I have a copy of the player's handbook, which oh, I'll cool. send to you. You can like sort, just sort of leaf through it and read it. And that's a good place to start. Just yeah. to get a general idea how the game works. It does a good job of, it gets more complex the further you go because you get like an index, a table to refer to stuff, mm-hmm. but it's, it walks you through it pretty. Like, yeah, that's what I need. Like, you're the different races and that was classes. Yeah. That's what they do when you become president too, right? Yes. That's right. They walk you through it and they say, here are the races. Here are the classes. (laughs) Exactly right. 
And, uh, every yeah. president, and they're shook at the end of that meeting. They're like, I didn't even, <laughs> I thought there was just one race, the human race. That's right. Oh no, I thought it was amazing. Amazing race. Uh, LA fantastic, uh-huh. which is amazing. We yes. did that together. Yes, we did. <laughs> All right. And the Indy 500. Um, so I think it's, I think it's milk and cookies. Yeah. Um, what pot- else would you leave? Potentially. Look, don't, don't, it's the guy's one night. Give him a sugar rush. Yeah. That's going to get him through. The, like, if he keeps pounding sugar all night, mm-hmm. then that will give him the energy. Yeah. And he's got plenty of time. It's, don't dictate what Santa's health needs to be. Yeah. You could, you're putting out the treat. Don't put out the treats that you want. Yeah. Put out the treats that Santa, although maybe. Don't, don't give him what you think he needs. Give him what you think he wants. I will say, if I'm going from house to house having a bunch of cookies, I don't mind like an apple slice and some peanut butter. Yeah. As a little. Mix it up. A little break. How about a lemon sorbet every 10th house as a powder? Ooh. Because all the cookies must taste the same after a while. Or just some, you know, if you're, if you, in, once he crosses over into Japan, then the, the palate cleanser is little slivers of ginger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's true. He gets like globally a Mm -hmm. lot of palate cleanser. Yeah. It's, I, the first thing I thought of when I saw this question was the, Ho, 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 who's that kid with the Oreo cookie? It's, they're like, I think of that one, it's like, Christmas time and Oreo cookie. And he comes down the chimney and he unscrews it. And I feel like I've never seen anybody eat an Oreo the way somebody in a commercial does, where they unscrew yeah. it and they take a bite of the side with the filling. Mm-hmm. As opposed to... Unscrew it and lick the whole filling out of the middle. You lick the whole filling, or you unscrew it, eat the, the side that doesn't have the filling, wash it down with some milk, mm-hmm. and then you get to... Then you shove the other side in your mouth and wash that down with milk. <laughs> I yeah. made a culinary treat this week. Mm. Yeah, I... Because uh, I, they got all broken up, and I could only find in the package two whole cookies in this Oreo package. Oh, they were all busted. They up. were all busted, so what I did was I cleared off all the busted pieces, ate those, and then I made a mega Oreo with the two good cookies and the cream from all the broken ones. How did you did you peel them off with a butter knife? I peeled I peeled it off very carefully, stacked them, and then went around the outside. I'll show you a picture of it. It's yeah. a it I'll it's a it's a that. very tall sextuple Oreo. And how did it taste? Delicious. How do you eat it? Do I you froze it. it. Down? Oh, you froze I it. I froze it. Yeah, and wow. then it, and it was fantastic. Really smart. Yeah, but Oreos aside, we've talked about the best cookie on this show, and that yeah. the best cookie is a homemade chocolate chip cookie. Right. So I think a good homemade cookie. Look, like, but you know what? I'm going to change what I said before. I'll just leave regular milk because you're right. It's not my job to yeah. tend to the dietary needs. It's just that I'm thinking, man, that much milk, you're gonna. He needs it for the, you know, he's, he's subjected to harsh conditions as he travels around the world in that much time. Yeah. So he needs it. Cookies and milk. Yeah. What else would it be? Uh, I would say, and then definitely leave a carrot stick or a celery stick for the reindeer. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, I know he appreciates that and I know the reindeer appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And also, what about like a gift card to Red Robin for for the other, <laughs> for the elves? 64 days. Yeah. yeah for the elves. That's oh, for the other. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, he it doesn't have to Robin. be something that he has to eat right now. Like, he's probably super full of cookies. Yeah. But a trip to Red Robin would be nice. He and Mrs. Claus are going to hit the soup plantation in the North Pole. Oh, man. Maybe they don't have to go out of pocket is all I'm saying if you left a little <laughs> gift card. That's all. Or sweet tomatoes. I don't know what they have up there. Same place. It's the what same is place. sweet tomatoes? That's what, that's some places, soup plantation is sweet tomatoes. 
That's probably that's a more it's a more societally acceptable uh name for it. That's true. Although like, like a plantation a plantation has negative things associated with it, mm-hmm. but an actual there are still plant like the Dole's plantation, it's a farm where they grow where they grow pineapples. And where's oh in in, in, in Hawaii. Right. Although I don't think I don't even know if it's operational anymore. Now they just grow them in a lab. Yeah. I don't know. Just that word, the connotation of that word yeah. is not great. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the Why do you call it soup factory? I'd be fine. That's that. closer to what it is. As long as they don't change the, change the menu, they can call it whatever they want. I accidentally, I accidentally robbed that place a few weeks ago. You did? I didn't mean to. What did you take? I didn't, well, it's not what I took. It's what I didn't do. Uh, I was meeting Fred Nanny and Millie there. Yeah. And I just, I got all my stuff. I went through the salad bar, went and got my soup and then just walked over and sat down and started eating and had my whole dinner. And then I didn't realize I was like, when is, did they bring a check or what? And, and Fred and Annie were like, no, they, there's the guy at the thing. You just, you go walk. It's like a cafeteria. You walk past with your tray and you pay the guy. And it was true. There wasn't anybody there. I was like, well, there wasn't anybody there. Like, I didn't see, I didn't know what that, but yeah. like, I just went through the line and <laughs> got my food. <laughs> I didn't mean, I did not mean, so it's soup plantation. I did not mean to rob you. Sounds like it was an inside job if they left, they conveniently yeah. left the cashier station unattended. Yeah. I guess I just wasn't thinking about, because the way it's set up there is weird. It's like you do the salad bar yeah. and then at the end of the salad bar is a cashier yeah. or like a, like a little station. That's where you get your cup. But then no. And that's the thing. All of that stuff was just – you just walk over and get all the other stuff. Oh. So like they had put a cash register in a weird spot. Yes. I didn't know. Maybe I thought it was like for to-go orders or something. So I got my salad and I'm like, oh, I'll go over here and get the soup now. Yeah. And then I'll go over here and get the thing. And then I'm like, oh, and there's Fred and Annie and I'll go and sit down and eat. And I was like, and when do we get the uh, – when do we get the check? Oh, good lord. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to say this isn't your fault. No. This is their fault for – for, for not, not having anybody really, standing at the thing. Nobody's standing there. And also, th- there should be probably better signage. Yeah. Like, make it a, ga- make it a true gatekeeper. Make it a little, little turnstile. Turn you go style. Like, something. Yeah. Come on. All right. Let's take a break. We've been doing this for a half We've only hour. done two of these. Well, we're not going to do many. People have opened <laughs> most of their gifts. This is a few <laughs> gifts afterwards. You know what? Here's what we should do. We'll take a break yeah. now. Let's make a rule. No more tangents. We are burning through all of these. We got like 12 of them. Okay. Let's do it. All right. See if we can do it in half an hour. Fine. No more tangents. Okay. Okay. Stop talking about all these tangents that I'm we're going not on. Ta- you were talking about tangents. You've all mentioned right. them several times. Now. Speaking of tangents, let's veer off for a minute and tell you all about some of the fantastic shows that the Maximum Fun Network has to offer. Friendly Fire is a podcast about war movies, but it's so much more than that. It's history. was just supposed to be another assignment. It's comedy. Under no circumstances are you to engage the enemy. It's cinema studies. It's a hell of a combination. So subscribe and download Friendly Fire on your podcatcher of choice. Or at MaximumFun.org. And also come see us at San Francisco Sketchfest on January 16th. You can get tickets at sfsketchfest.com. Mission accomplished. 
I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round Round Springfield. Springfield. Round Springfield is a new Simpsons podcast that is Simpsons adjacent Mm -hmm. um, in its topic. We talk to Simpsons writers, directors, voiceover actors, you name it, about non-Simpsons things that they've done. Because, surprise, they're all extremely talented. Absolutely. For example, David X. Cohen worked on The Simpsons, but then created a little show called Futurama. Mm -hmm. That's our very first episode. So tune in for stuff like that with Yardley Smith, with Tim Long, with different writers and voice actors. It's going to be so much fun. And we are every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. But we're not here to talk about tangents. (laughs) We're here to go through all of these different uh, categories of things. We're going to figure this out. All right. You ready? Yeah. You want to go through these? You want to quick shot these? Well, you don't want to save any for next year. No, man. Let's burn through all of them. All right. Here we go. Ready? I'm going to really regret saying that. We're going to do it in less than a half hour. This is going to be – these are this is a new segment I'm introducing called Snap Judgments. Ooh. Didn't we already do Snap Judgments? Probably. Isn't, also, isn't that a segment on Hodgman's show? It's the return of Flash Judgments. <laughs> Not to be confused with what our friend John Hodgman does. Or Snap TM, Judgment. TM, 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 all of his stuff to him. Yeah. All right. Worst item to get in your Christmas stocking. Thank you, Brian Stone. Coal. That's right. That's right. That means you were a bad kid and you got coal. Like, there is an official worst item to get in your stocking. Yes. Nobody wants coal in there. Well, that was easy. Yeah. Best advent calendar treat, Alan Ray Park. Alan Ray Park. But, ooh, the advent calendar treat. I'll tell are you one. Are there treats in there? They're, yeah, it's a little – they make them now. Like, I know what they are, but yeah. I uh, – so they put like a chocolate. Yeah. Okay. And, and and there's like pretty like fancy ones that you can get where you put your own little treats inside them and work. then the kids open up the doors and I saw one though. I saw the greatest advent. I think the correct answer is chocolate. Mm-hmm. That feels like the standard okay. because it's not too big and fancy a treat. It's the right size. All right. I did see one at the grocery store that blew my mind. Okay. It was amazing. It was a giant advent calendar yeah. that had uh, 24 doors on it for the 24 days leading up to Christmas. Right. And behind those doors, it had two dozen bottles of wine. <laughs> so it was two whole cases of wine in how – like it was a house with all these little yeah. doors. It was the size of like a rich kid dollhouse. So if you want to give somebody the gift of functional alcoholism for the yeah. holidays, you get them this advent calendar and say, count down to Christmas. Yeah. I was going to get it for my sister, but she is pregnant now. Yeah. She's having a baby in June. Yes, so congratulations to her. I, yes. Congratulations to my sister. Yes. And I don't want to be responsible for doing any pre damage to that kid. No. Do it all after. Do it all after the kid's like 15. Exactly. And calls us like. Uncle Mark, I need you to bail me out of jail. And you're like, I'm the next cell over. Yeah. I don't have my phone. <laughs> they let me keep my phone. I was trying to tape one of your cousin's mouth <laughs> shut to help them not snore. Taping your mouth they shut is – me away. Hey, no tangents. Fine. All right. Next, Boxing Day. Spend it with friends and family or spend it on your own. Jordana Kane. You know what Boxing Day is, right? Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. It's popular in Canada and uh, the UK, right? Yes. Do you know why it's Boxing Day? I mean, I have heard that it's because that's when you box up the gifts you don't want and take them back to the store for returns. That is not true. But that was the version I heard as a kid that made me laugh. That was uh, when people would create a box of things to give to their servants mm-hmm. and to the people who worked for them. And they would give them the box, and it would be the day after Christmas. Oh, that's so you great. Get your box and open it up. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's 
it's an odd like sort of celebration of the class system in a way i guess i don't i don't really know um but there you go so is that something you spend i really it would be any holiday right yeah i don't is know boxing day supposed to be the day where you're like i just was with my family i need some time to myself yeah put myself in a box I don't know that much about Boxing Day, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's not huge us? in the United States. <laughs> that has never stopped us. Yeah. Hold on. Let me open up a quick, uh, quick internet search and, uh, <laughs> scroll through, uh, scroll through while you're talking. No, there's no time. This is a yeah. flash job. Oh, that's right. Never. Uh, I would say generally, I always would like to err on the side of spending time with friends and family. Yep. Put it in. Get it in. Yeah. I'm a family. Yeah. You're not done yet. Yeah. You're not done yet. One more day. One and more. then if you're, if you're, if you're a family, the celebrates Kwanzaa. You've still got a few more days after that, which also starts on the twenty sixth. It starts on the twenty sixth as yeah. well. So, spend your Boxing Day celebrating Kwanzaa with your friends and family. That's right. That is the answer. Aston answered. Best latke topping: sour cream or applesauce from Nicole Ansel, Ooh. who I went to school with. Hi, Nicole. Hello. This Nicole. is a great one. I Hello do you all Robert and the girl? Do you alternate? No, I don't do either. Re- I, what? I, I do a little catch up on it because I don't. I oh, you hillbilly. <laughs> I like to put ketchup on my latkes on Hanukkah. Oh man! Oh, am I about to outjew you? Oh, sitting God, here going, shaming you for putting uh Go ahead, hey Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> uh, I love both of them. Well, then it comes to this. Yeah. It's for latkes if you're not a person that uses sour cream or because i i do this is a tough one because i do both yeah yeah I, I, then it becomes sweet or savory i would do a sweet on it because because you already have a salty you already have a salty more savory potato mm-hmm. pancake I, and i'm not a huge sour cream person to begin with yeah so I, I would always err on the side of applesauce see i love sour cream on things but it is so rare that I eat applesauce and I really like it. But I like as a kid, I would get the little cups, yeah. peel the foil off and eat the little Mott's cup. Yeah, sure. But as an adult, I don't eat that much applesauce, but I really enjoy it. And potato latkes are one of the few occasions right. where I get to eat applesauce. Sour cream, I can go to Taco Bell and get it on a – all I have to do is say, make that a supreme and I get some sour cream. I guess if you wanted to have latke supreme, it's just a latke with sour cream and tomatoes. Yeah, and then that's wrapped in a soft taco shell. <laughs> yeah, and it's got a crunchy taco shell. It's served in a tote bag of chili. Yeah, with a layer. <laughs> <laughs> Was that SNL that did that? Yes. Oh, I love it. Uh, applesauce is how my mother got me to take Ritalin as a kid. <laughs> By the way, that that is like a T-shirt from Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> There's Ritalin in my applesauce. Yeah, find it right next to the Optimus Prime smoking weed. Oh my god! Yeah, we. I had the capsules, the the like the capsules that came apart where they would fill them and create each individual capsule. Sure, I, I saw It's a Wonderful Life. Couldn't swallow them, mm-hmm. so we would open it and then put the little dot like dots. Wait a minute, were you compounding? Were you compounding Ritalin? You didn't just no. get the pills as a kid? No, because no, no, they would like it was a very low dose. So they were oh, like, here's how much. So they would just open it, put it in the in the applesauce, and then I would take it like I was a dog who couldn't <laughs> eat it any other way. And it tastes every time the medicine was in it, I was terrible. Did not like the flavor at all. It's so bitter. Yeah. But I do love applesauce. You just don't love Ritalin applesauce. I don't love Ritalin applesauce. We had the big jar, so we put it in one of Ritalin or applesauce? Both. And we would, <laughs> we would just mix them together. <laughs> But it was Ritalin in powder form, and then you had a jar of capsules, no, it wasn't and you just scoop up a little bit into a capsule. No, they were like they were like little nonpareil uh, balls. 
They're like little knock around oh, balls. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. And that's what helped me concentrate. Thank you very much. And then later I could take a pill because I'm a big boy. <laughs> now I can take any pill. I never took Ritalin as a kid to concentrate. But to concentrate nowadays, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I'm pretty on. sure most everybody knows. <laughs> it's applesauce. Ask today. It's applesauce. <laughs> Stockings for pets or have their presents under the tree for them to rip open. Oh, do you give them stockings or do you put the presents under the tree? Alan Ray Park. Okay. At first I thought, is doing this a good idea? Right. And I'm like, 100%. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Always. The pets are part of the family. Yes. I don't know. Uh, stocking or under the tree. If you put it under the tree, you're going to have to wait to put it into the, uh, until the last minute. Yeah. And then you're, if you put it, if you put anything yeah. with a smell and a flavor that a dog knows is for them under the yeah. tree, let's assume every package is going to get shredded. Yeah. I think it's better to do a stocking. Because then if there's something they can smell at it, you get to see – for a brief moment when you put it in there, mm-hmm. you get to see them sitting and um, – let's just assume everybody has dogs. Um, right. That they're sitting and looking at it with anticipation. Also, Santa doesn't bring presents to dogs, I assume. Maybe he does Santa's to some – Santa's Santa's – maybe he does. Maybe maybe Santa's dog does. Yeah, but Santa's so like – and a dog might notice that, oh, look, Santa has brought stuff for the family. Why yeah. didn't he bring me anything? That's right. So if you fill up a stocking and hang it up for the dog in the, you know, yeah. in the idea that like, I'm going to give Santa a hand here. I'm going to fill up a stocking for the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a sweet thing to do. I agree. But yeah, I don't know. It, whatever it is, it would have to be because when you put the presents under the tree for, as, as they accumulate, right? Right, 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 right. So yeah, I think the stocking is the way to go because yeah. the stocking is day of. Yep. It's a stocking asked and answered. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, holiday projection decorations. Yay or nay? Mickey McGrath. Nay. Really? Yeah. I like them. I, I like projected things. I like them in, I like them in combination with other decorations. Assume it's one or the other. Why do I have to assume that it's one or the other? Well, then like you could just cover it. Why do you need it if you have lights everywhere? What does it add? (sighs) Unless you, unless it's making it snow. If you're doing like an effect like that. Yeah, but are you talking about just the laser blast on the house? Just the laser blast on the house. It feels, it feels lazy. It does feel like, it does feel feels like, like, get your Griswold ass up on that ladder. That's right. Get up on your roof, (laughs) risk your life so that when I drive by, I can see a nice house. But I'm not against any decorations. You know what I mean? Like, if you are being festive, I'm a hundred percent for it. Okay. But if the question is regular lights or projection lights, the thing is, this is the, you've narrowed the question down. Okay. The question is just yay or nay these lights, right? Yeah. Which I think is yay. They're fine. 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 But I, but I will agree with you that yeah. if it's an either or, I like more, I like more traditional lights. It feels like a little more effort was put in. Yeah. Not that anybody has to put in effort for me driving by their house. Mm, I want it. Yeah. But if you want a, you know, if you want the oohs and ahs of the neighborhood, don't, you know, put one projector out in the front and assume that also you don't know if the neighbors behind you want lasers on their house, Yeah, but they're going to get them and there's going to be a silhouette cut out of your house <laughs> <laughs> around those laser shapes. Yeah, exactly. So, But if you do have the lasers, yeah. get a fog machine because, right, 
Because the, then you can see the lasers shooting up onto the house. And, you know, if you're going to have uh, the lasers and the fog machine, why not have White Snake there to just play right, a few exactly. sets every night? And set up a set up just a little grandstand so yeah. that, you know, so people can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you, still going to have the pit. And if you're going to do that, you should probably have an area like a tent or something where they can sell merchandise. Right. Because that's only polite. Yeah. yeah the holidays they did yeah. a little something too yeah exactly so um the correct answer is yes to the lasers uh but only in combination with other stuff whether or not that's uh more christmas lights or white snake yeah exactly yeah or both why do we have to choose between those sure oh, the next one is a very white snake christmas yeah is it uh christmas lights or white snake that's an interesting one. Oh, i like that all right best gift gold frankincense or myrrh trent ashcraft all right trent one of them is Clearly the winner. <laughs> the other two, people may not know. Even what they are. Frankincense is like uh, incense, but made by Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. Frankincense is uh, all of the smells put together into one smell. And then myrrh is the first half of what happened on the Orient Express. Yeah. Ooh, there was a myrrh on the Orient Express. <laughs> now, now, see, that's why they taken out Orient Express. Uh, you're not supposed to call it the Orient Express anymore, Grandpa. <laughs> no, it's the Orient Express days of myrrh on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, myrrh, yeah, myrrh is, uh, a fragrant gum resin obtained from certain trees and used especially in the Near East in perfumery, medicines, and incense. Yeah. So it's two incenses or gold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear. It's gold. That said, I love frankincense yeah get a little take a little bit of that gold you can have all the frankincense you want i guess that's true i just love but back then it was a lot harder to get isn't frankincense afraid of fire <laughs> fire <laughs> seriously dude frankincense is i i diffuse it in my little essential oil diffuser and i mm. love frankincense is my favorite one what does it smell like it smells a little bit like the incense that a catholic church uses when they're coming down the aisle with the uh the little globe thing yeah that they swing around. Which was it Tallulah Bankhead that saw, I think it was Tallulah Bankhead that saw a bishop walking down the center aisle of a church with his big miter hat, uh, swinging the incense. And she leaned out of the aisle and said, uh, I love your hat, honey, but your purse is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no more tangents. I forgot. Uh, it's gold. Yeah, it's gold. Aston answered. Shelly Godifrin asks, wet bandits? Wait, hold on a second. What? Say her name again. Shelly Godifrin. Yeah, I thought you said Shirley Godifrin. I was like, that is Shelly Godifrin. I know her. Shirley Godifrin yeah. compared to Murr. You, you enunciate when you were talking about the people of the world. Fine. Shelly and I have hung out at oh, yeah. California Adventure, Disney California Adventure. Lucky. Yeah, that's right. Wet bandits or sticky bandits? <laughs> wet bandits. Yeah, it's the, wet the ones that started it all. Sticky bandits are better. It's a better way to steal things. Yeah. Once he figures out, like, oh, I'll just surround my hand and tape, and yeah, stay, and the things will stick to it. Sticky right. bandits. Sticky bandits is the sequel. Yeah, wet bandits is wet bandits dumber. is OG. It's so stupid. And I love even Joe Pesci's like, what, what are you, you going to do this? What are, you, what are you doing? It's our calling card. <laughs> and then, yeah. at, of course, at the end of the movie, they're like, hey, thanks for doing that uh, that wet bandit. Turn on the – for those who don't know, by the way, this is Home Alone and Home Alone 2. It's yes. the bandits called themselves the wet bandits in the first movie because they would turn on the water in the basement of all the houses that they robbed. And they would stuff uh, they would stuff something in the sink. Yeah, so that it would – so that it would – they flooded every house they went to. Yeah. Which made it easy to find which houses were the ones that they had robbed. Yeah. And Sticky Bandits, 
albeit hilarious. Yes. He's just covered in tape. That's the deal. He covers his hand in tape yeah. so that when he reaches into things, he ta- like things stick to him. He doesn't have to like grab stuff. It just happens. It's so dumb. Yeah. But Wet Bandits, I think, is is more like like John Hughes made himself giggle thinking that that was a hilarious bit. It's a really fun character quirk. Yeah. And a really fun kind of piece of the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. So it's sur- like the. The Sticky Bandits is probably a better gag. It's definitely a better gag visually mm-hmm. and makes more sense right. for a thief to try in, in a cartoony kind of movie like that. But Wet Bandits is so – So much better. It's so sublimely uh, a combination of wanting to be infamous yeah. and having no concept <laughs> of, of crime. So oh, good. wet – man, I forgot how funny Wet Bandits yeah, is. Yeah. All right. right. All right. Yard inflatables, yes or no, Arthur Jenkins. I love him. Yeah. I love him. It makes your yard look – I feel like if I go through a neighborhood that has a bunch of yard inflatables, I feel like I'm going to di- ride at Disneyland. You know uh, You know who does not like them? Who's that? My wife. Really? She uh, There's something about them. She's like, hmm. Not that she has nothing against anybody who has them, but there's like – she would – if were we to have a house with a yard, she would not want inflatables. And she doesn't listen to this, so I, I can say this. I One day – this will happen. She will come home and I will have a full inflatable in this living room, fully inflated. Get the snow globe one, one where the little yeah. bits of styrofoam just fly around inside. And then I will have, uh, I will be recording her reaction when she comes in because I think she will laugh very hard at it and be <laughs> surprised. She will enjoy that. But, uh, yeah, I like an inflatable. I like the one that's Snoopy. Yeah. Snoopy in his Santa outfit. I like the ones with the- robotics in them. Oh, where they is move. that the wait? It, so I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Snoopy, no, the Snoopy he's on, the, he's uh, riding his doghouse like Santa. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's riding. Sometimes he's just riding it like it's a sop with camel. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you know all the things you need for for the holiday season. You need a Santa. You need a nativity, and mm-hmm. you need a World War One flying ace. Yeah, that's You're the reminded list. Of a bloody, high casualty war. Oh, I mean, you could just combine all of them and put Jesus and Santa in the trenches. <laughs> 1917-2. Yeah. It's all one shot. Yeah. Have you seen that movie yet? All quiet on the northern pole front. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it looks very good. One long shot. Crazy. Is it? Yeah. That's the whole selling point of that movie is it's 90 minutes, one shot. Wow. Yeah. An entire epic action-y war movie. Oh, my God. How yeah. oh, Well, I'm interested in how they did that. I know, right? Wow. Ah, uh, tangent. Tangent. Yes. The answer is yes. Ask yeah. and answer. Yeah, I love them. All I right. think they're fun. Two more. We got this. That's right. Gift wrap. Funny and fancy pictures or more traditional brown paper packaging? This is Lindsay Proctor Tamborello. Hi, Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay, and thank you. That's tough because um, I like the classic Hallmark movie elegance of a bunch of like brown paper, brown paper with pretty ribbons or yeah. like mixed in with like some cool plaids. Yeah. I don't know. There's something fun about like yeah. when you're a kid and they're like, or you're, and you got like, you got your Iron Man wrapping paper or right. for the real little kids, they got their Paw Patrol wrapping paper. Yeah. Cause as a kid, you get even excited about that. You yeah. know what I mean? And you know which gifts are for you. Yeah. You know, by the generally the more 
conservative wrapping papers for the adults. Right. And the crazy wrapping papers yeah. for the kids. If you there's something for- wrapped in Philadelphia Eagles stuff. <laughs> I know it's mine. I know it's yours too because you're currently wearing an Eagles t-shirt that I haven't seen. Is this a new one? This is – yeah, this is a relatively new one. This was designed by Jimmy Fallon, obviously. Really? Enough, yeah. Is he a Philadelphian? No, he designed like a – they have it for every NFL team. Oh. But he came up with the general design. And your Eagles hat. My Eagles hat. Yeah. Unfortunately, who knows what happened? Yeah, I I, I feel bad telling you that knowing that the team they're playing today is the Seahawks. Yes. My nephew's favorite gift this holiday season was the Seahawks helmet I got him. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, he's very excited. I have nothing against the Seahawks. They're very good. No expectation that we're going to win. But if we did, it would be great. Sure. We're playing with house money this year. The worst division of football we managed to win. (laughs) And now we're somehow not only in the playoffs, but hosting a game. That's everything is gravy. It's a cherry on top of gravy. Well, you are from the city that I would argue celebrates Christmas better than any other. Yes, of course. The holidays, not just Christmas, but all the holidays. Their holiday, like giant downtown spectacular, is bonkers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By uh, City Hall. Yeah, yeah. And it covers like I walked up and there was a fire eater. I was Mm -hmm. like, what is this? What is this hedonistic lunacy that the city of brotherly love does for the holidays? And I text my dad because I was meeting him down there. I'm like, where are you guys? He's like, we're by the ice skating rink. I walked five blocks mm-hmm. through a festival <laughs> away from the fire eater to the ice skating rink. I should have known that in this song of fire and ice, they would be far apart from one another. <laughs> and I also love that the uh, the orthopedics company, the big orthopedics company in Philadelphia. Rothman Orthopedics. Rothman Orthopedics yes. has set up an ice skating rink. With a bar next to it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're the dentist giving out candy, aren't you? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. All right. Uh, What do we got left? All right. One last thing. And by by the way, we'll just be clear. It was the funny wrapping paper with the pictures on it. Yes. Just in case anybody didn't know. Oh yeah, I forgot. I just uh, I I just went off uh, on a different thing. Yeah, it's it's the funny wrapping paper. This could be the hardest one. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Trans Siberian Orchestra. Ooh, or Mannheim Steamroller. <sighs> which one's which? Which one does the... Like the synth I need heavy? to... You know what? Let's take a brief moment because I want to get this right. Okay. All right, Shelly. This is... I See, I used to always confuse these two. Sure. Because they sound very similar. They're like... I don't, I don't know if they sound... But like you can't... They're like... Which ones? They're both like the weird music groups. Yeah. The, well, right? No, they're they're ultra like 80s, 90s sounding. Yes, yes. Christmas music. Yes. Mannheim Steamroller is just one guy. Yes. It's Chip Davis. Super synth. Uh, is super synth. And Trans-Siberian Orchestra is a, a giant epic rock and roll show. Yes. So I guess the question is, do you want one guy with a synthesizer or do you want... A giant epic laser lit rock show. I, I tell you what, I want it to sound like like um the Baroque hoedown. What is the Baroque hoedown? That's the... the Main Street Electrical Parade. Yes, which is synth. Yeah, I love this. And there's also the like synth and vocoder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing in Epcot, like now announcing the. Oh, I think yeah. that's also the Baroque Hoedown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. the Baroque Hoedown. But there's something to like. Um, the synthiness of it is really fun. But for me, you like, want it to be. I want because cr- like and Mannheim Steamroller, they do put on a show. Like they, right. their music is used in big flashy ways. Like sure. it's pretty flashy music. 
but it's Christmas. I want it's the holiday season. I keep saying Christmas. I'm meaning the whole holiday season. It's the Forgive holiday me. Season. I am. I am on the on the right side of the battle of the war on Christmas. <laughs> Merry coffee, everybody. Yeah. For me, it's got to be Trans Siberian Orchestra. You want it to be Trans Siberian because Orchestra? it's big and loud and rock and roll, and they have strings and they have literal orchestra on stage when they play in stadiums. Yeah. And it's not, and they don't only play Christmas music, but they're best known for their Christmas music. All right, that's fine with me. What do you? I'm what? not gonna put up a fight on this one. <laughs> I, they're, I, I'm, they're, le- they're probably my two least favorite Christmas music really creators. I like them. Which is still look, they're still in the favorites. Yeah, because I, I love Christmas music and holiday music. Mm-hmm. But they're, I'd rather listen to more traditional versions of things. Right. Than like. Oh, I love that. It's very cool. When, 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 uh, displayed on a, a house. Yeah. That has it, has the music synced to, uh, some Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Or is that one, is that one, uh, Mannheim Steamroll? No, no, that's Trans Siberian Orchestra. That's Trans Orchestra, yeah. They're a full orchestra. Mannheim Steamroll is just the. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chip Davis. You're a wonderful musician. Mannheim Steamroller is a lot of fun. But Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I'm throwing up my rock hands for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. There you go. Rock hands up. Asked and answered. We are now officially in 2020. We made it back. The holiday season is over. It's the holiday. Not yet. My birthday is on Thursday. Oh, that's right. I everybody. forget. And uh, here's what I want from you for, for, for the birthday. Uh, I want you to send in topics. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you uh, via the many ways that you can do that. That's can, right. It's a fresh year, new topics. Let's keep adding to the list. Yeah. So reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, my favorite place on the internet next to Amazon.com, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners, for giving us five years almost of sitting and and talking and making each other laugh and hopefully making you laugh and having a really great time. And for indulging us two weeks off in those years. (laughs) Yes, we thank you. yeah, uh, so thanks for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.